1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Steve Clark announces his latest Scotland squad And includes Dundee United's Lawrence Shankland Rangers are on a high after Saturday's win And prepare to fly to Switzerland to take on young boys And after league disappointment Celtic turn their attentions to another visit from Cluj I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And you can't get better than an old firm in a European week Celtic on a revenge mission against the Romanian champions At Parkhead on Thursday night Rangers flying out to Switzerland tomorrow to prove they can be big boys against young boys And we're in the studio tonight With the only man to have scored more goals in the championship Than Lauren Shankland And never got a Scotland call up oh, I'm so delighted you brought that up uh, But congratulations to the young lad First and foremost Gordon He's banging in goals uh, We don't have a goal threat there So Stevie Clark, uh, very interestingly Has put him in the squad It'll be interesting to see if he can get a game But a lot of football will be played before that Especially with the big uh, games coming up on Thursday night 0141 That is the number you need to get in touch You can tweet us at Clyde SSB As the guys have touched on Stevie Clark naming his Scotland squad today Lawrence Shankland playing in the Championship He is in the squad What do you make of that? Is it the right call or is it not? Also Gordon I suppose it's it's only Tuesday Mm. Uh, The fallout from the weekend in this country Tends to rumble on for a few days What what did you take away from the weekend's football? I took away um, a terrific performance from uh, Rangers um, And obviously Derek McInnes with Aberdeen Will be really disappointed in one hand But in the other hand I said in commentary Gordon They were lucky to get out Just five Rangers were rampant Played very well Created a lot of chances And deserved their their, their victory Closed the gap And obviously Celtic Which was so important Because I did notice that People say do, do, Does it get to players Do they start You know Listening to other results You could see the Rangers players Obviously were delighted With the result That came in from Easter Road uh, they had a little bit more of spring in their step And they got off after 20 minutes It was a case of how many they were going to score So they closed the gap So it was a good weekend for Rangers Yeah, and another big performance I thought from Alfredo Morelos um, He had a bit of history as you know With Aberdeen Multiple red cards Multiple disappointing performances Against Aberdeen last season So he's managed to get you know Put that to one side Fantastic against Feyenoord in the home game Really good against Aberdeen and, and this is going to be another test for him now on Thursday night In Switzerland, in the Stade de Suisse Can he handle a big European away night And can he get a big mm. European away goal for Rangers As for today's news, the Scotland squad's the obvious place to start So get in touch and let us know what you think 01419511025 The obvious one, staring us right in the face Lawrence Shankland included from the Championship Is that the right or the wrong call as far as you're concerned? 01419511025 1025. Stevie Clark says he's excited to see what Lauren Shankland can do for the national side. He's been handed his first call up for the qualifiers against Russia and San Marino. And Stevie Clark says it's well deserved. He's a goal scorer. He's in form. Uh, I know Lawrence quite well from my time here in Scotland. I've watched him a few times. Uh, and it's not an area that we're, we're overburdened with uh, top strikers at the moment. So Lawrence is in form. He deserves his chance. I think the best way to to look at him and to gauge what level he's at is to bring him into the squad. So it's an opportunity to have him in the group, see how he works in the the squad and and hopefully 
he can score a few goals for us. Obviously, he's going to come into the, the group with a lot of confidence. Uh, he scores goals with his head, left foot, right foot. He's a natural finisher, uh, and that's something that, that maybe we haven't had in the squad recently, so hopefully this will address that. You always have to be open-minded. You have to be prepared to try one or two different things, but it's also important as well that I keep faith with the, the players that I've got, the squad that I've got. I believe that they're better than they've shown recently. And I believe that over the coming games, uh, they'll show that to the to the public as well. What do you make of that Scotland squad? Who would you have had in it that's not in it? And who would you have left out who made the cut? What about Lauren Shanklin's inclusion? 01419511025. Roger Hanna, right call? It's a surprising call. Um, I like Lauren Shanklin. I hope he does extremely well and I hope he justifies the call. I was very surprised if there's a, an un-Steve Clark-like call, then this was it. Um, he doesn't have Stephen Fletcher or Lee Griffiths or Stephen Naismith or, or Matt Phillips for this game But it still surprised me that Lauren Shankland um, got the call we, we used to joke in the show last season when he was scoring all those goals for Red United And Stephen Dobie was scoring them all for Queen of the South And even Rory McAllister, if you remember, was scoring them all for Peter Head. We used to joke about Scotland call-up for, for these guys out with the Premiership And now it's happened So, you know, he's tried Eamon Brophy um, Mark McNulty get his chance prior to Brophy um, Mikey Johnson might well have got a chance had he been fit he's been out the Celtic team in, in recent weeks but Shanklin's there um, he's now got a chance to prove he's worth a start maybe not in the Luzhniki against Russia a week in Thursday night but could you start my home to San Marino on the Sunday is that the type of game where Scotland will create chances because he's shown in the past if you can create chances Lauren Shanklin will take chances The problem for this Scotland team is We haven't really been creating chances of late Yeah that's a big worry for me Gordon The boy knows where the goals is Yes he's playing at championship level So I really don't know about this one I'm really on the fence with it I'm delighted for the boy um, But he's got to be given an opportunity If if they're going to play him And I do agree with Roger I think it'll be in the second game If he's going to get his, his first cap then they've got to create chances for mm. him. And I think if they create chances for him, the boy knows where the back end is. It's not anything different. But he's gone up a level again, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. But I wish him all the very best. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves, Roger. Yes, the, the debate comes about what level it's at. So he's got 15 in 12 this season, which is ridiculous. Last season, 34 in 41 games. The season before that, 29 goals in 33 games. So... What, what about that notion as, as Gordon says Because you can't get away from the fact He's, he's gone up a level of opposition But but he's a chance taker And you know those cliches But the, yeah. the goals the goals are the same No matter what level That sort of thing Is, is that is that perhaps the thinking behind um, it? Yeah that will be the thinking behind it um, It's going to be a, a big step up For Lauren Shanklin It's not just a little step up It's a big big step up For Lauren Shanklin um, A little step up would have been Signing for Hearts or Hibs And Aberdeen in the summer He didn't he chose to stay in the championship. He's gone to Dundee United, a level that he knows. Um, I'm not belittling anyone when I say he scores the majority of his goals against the Alois, the Mortons, and the Queen of the Souths of the world. Now he's going to be taking on the Russian national team. It's an enormous leap up. But I've been impressed in the last 15 months or so in the way that he has improved his game. How he has improved his fitness How he has improved the way he goes about his work He's only 24 years of age um, He can improve still further And like that says I really hope he does improve still further And then if there are any doubters about this selection He can keep them quiet Because like I say Gordon Almost in danger of repeating myself 
Yes, it's, it's a, a higher level But anyone who's watched him closely Will know that it's not just about getting the goals His, his movement has improved mm-hmm. And he <laughs> seems to be getting better all the time Yeah, um, I think that uh, the boys improved Year in, year out, Gordon You've got to say that uh, You're right, I watched him um, You know, And his movement is very, very good But as Roger rightly said Now, football's changed And I, I'm, I know I have a joke here But when I played in the Championship, I was scoring 35 goals a season. Never thought for one minute I'd get anywhere near a Scotland Cup, which is absolutely ridiculous when I look back now. <laughs> but I think that with Griffiths not there, who's probably our top striker, Naismith missing, one or two missing. Fletcher, Fletcher doesn't seem to, to yeah. fancy it anymore. So, so pull someone in and give them the opportunity and show everybody out there that See if you're performing It doesn't matter what level You're performing If you're performing You're doing mm. well You'll get an opportunity So I hope the boy Does get an opportunity 0141 What do you make Of the inclusion Of Lauren Shankland And what about the other Inclusions In that Scotland squad Who's been left out Unfairly Do you think That always gets you going What would your suggestions be For who's missed out Archie's in the south side Hi Archie Good evening guys Good Archie What do you make of that then I think, I think it's fantastic The boys are born a goal scorer, out and out striker. Dundee United never got promoted last season because they never had a striker. Look at them now with Lauren Shankland. Top of the league and certainty for promotion because of Lauren Shankland. He's a fantastic striker. I could just imagine having Lee Griffiths up front for Scotland. Wow, what a forward line that would be. And by the way, guys, how, how, what levels do you have to be to play against San Marino? No disrespect to San Marino. In Russia, I think you could even play against Russia. Lauren Shankland, he's a good striker. And if you're a striker and it's in you, it doesn't matter what level you play at, you can score goals. And that boy's a goal scorer. Mm. What about that, Gordon? You, you, you played mm. that position for many years. In terms of influencing a game overall and perhaps the, the link-up side of things and so on, is, is that the bit that, that is harder, the, 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 the level you go up? Does the actual taking of chances That instinct of Ball falls to you in the penalty box And you try and stick it away Does it does it matter what level you're at In those instances? No, I think I think you've got to work In your full game, Gordon He's playing with Dundee United Now they're paying good money They've brought in a lot of good players uh, Most of the games, no disrespect But you're playing Mortons, Alois, teams like that You're going to have the bulky possession So you're going to get opportunities You're going to get chances Game in, game out Whereas when you step up the level and you go against international footballers, and I know what Archie's saying there about he can play at that level, you have got to then sort of a mix your game up a bit. You've got to put the full thing in there. You've got to be able to hold the ball up, get the team up the park. He might play in a different formation. You know, Dundee United might like two strikers. He might be a lone striker with Scotland. It's all up to him. And hopefully the players around him That can give him the opportunity And create the chances Because when he does get the ball And as we've seen in the Championship He knows where he put it He puts it in the back of the net uh, Roger, the the fact that he plays in the Championship sh- sh- Should that itself be a barrier? The last player that, that did it really Would have been John McGinn And the idea was Well, Gordon Strachan didn't, didn't care that he played in the Championship He liked what he saw as a player He brought him in He thought he could add something And I'm not necessarily predicting the same Trajectory for, for Lauren Shanklin But look where John McGinn is now You know Just because he's in the, the championship that, that doesn't need to be the end of the world does it? Absolutely not No Where he plays The fact that he plays for a team in the championship Should not be a barrier I keep thinking back To the home game against Russia Now Scotland started the home game against Russia I think with a £20 million centre forward Oliver McBurney And Oliver McBurney was criticised after the game hmm. Because 
he hadn't done well enough feeding off the scraps. Now, if you remember, the midfield was a country mile away from Ollie McBurney because it had been forced further back. Bright start, fell out the game dramatically. Oliver McBurney was left to feed off scraps and didn't do particularly well. Now, if Lauren Shankland is asked to play up front in Moscow and feed off the same scraps, then you won't see the same Lauren Shankland that we see. Lauren Shankland comes alive in the 18-yard box, probably the six-yard box. Um, I'll be fascinated to check how many touches he gets in the opposition area for Dundee United compared mm. to how many touches he'll get in the opposition area mm. for Scotland. And that's where my concern would be, not where he's playing his club football at the minute, but the difference between playing for Dundee United at that level and playing as a lone striker for Scotland in the international arena just now. I suppose it depends what the question is then, because if you're right, those those concerns would be there if we are making out that Lauren Shankland is definitely going to lead the line against Russia and he's the man to, to, to carry all our hopes going forward, or is the question... Is he a worthy addition to the squad? I, th- I think he's a worthy addition, Gordon. I don't think he'll lead the line against Russia. Uh, I think they'll probably, if they're going to play him, I think they'll play him at home um, in the home game. I think Russia going over there, very difficult game. Uh, they'll look at probably McBurney again because of he's playing in the, the Premiership. Um, £20 million player. Whether he agree with that or not, doesn't matter, but that's, that's what somebody was prepared to pay for him. So I think they'll go with someone like Kim mm-hmm. and I think they'll keep obviously Shankland for a home game and I think that makes sense and if he can create chances he'll score goals. Archie, you want to come back in? Yeah, just about Oliver Burke. Oliver Burke's not, not an out-and-out striker. That's why he's never done too good in a game for Scotland. Oliver Burke's better off just off the striker as he's in a better position. As, as with Celtic were using him as, for a couple of times he was a lot better than he, were, than he was when he was up front alone. So... That, that, that's not a valid excuse That one in the Scotland game He was unlucky Oliver Burke In that Scotland game Because he's not an out-and-out striker But I think Shankland I actually think Shankland's a better striker than Burke But anyway He's put the two of them together I think Shankland would get more goals mm. Than Oliver Burke would Yeah, Oliver Burke is back in the squad Roger as well He's now playing out in Spain Yeah, he's scoring as well for all of us Something He's always seen as At the very least Maybe he hasn't hit the heights That people thought he would But He's something different Again You're probably not Expecting him to, to To start every game Or be a mainstay But surely someone with that Physical presence and speed Is worth chucking on At, at some yeah, point and, and listen He might get a turn And leading the line Away from home I was actually surprised He wasn't in the last squad I, I know he hadn't had a lot of football But if you remember he, he was a guy who came off the bench And scored the winning goal Against Cyprus And sometimes that's enough To, to buy you You know Your place in the next squad So He's got settled in Spain He started scoring goals and with his attributes, as you say, with his physique, with his pace, he might just be the guy to lead the line over in Russia uh, a week in Thursday. It'll be a very, very difficult test against a good side. Um, I think Steve Clark will use the two games this month and the two games next month just to get a squad and a team mm. settled for these playoffs in March. Right, come on then. What about those guys that should have been in the squad but aren't? You must have some suggestions on them. 01419511025. Uh, Billy Gilmore is one that's been talked about. He's been impressing since making his Chelsea debut. But Stevie Clark says he didn't think about him too much in terms of making that step up at the moment. Probably not as close as, as, as people would think. Listen, Billy's, Billy's an exceptional talent. An exceptional young talent, and we have to give we have to give the young players time to grow and develop. And I think the best place for them to do that is is in Scots under twenty one team. Uh, there's a lot of good boys down there. I consider Mikey Johnson as well, who's been in terrific form for for Celtic. 
Ryan Portis has got back in the Hibs team and, and looks a decent prospect. Fraser Hornby up front looks a handful. So Scott's got some good players there and it's important that they grow together as a group and if, if they can develop and, and get a winning mentality then that will be good for Scotland in the future. We clearly don't have vast numbers of brilliant players that we are knocking back because that, we, we just don't. It's, it's fairly obvious, Roger. But what about ones that maybe you thought would have sneaked in that haven't? Well, listen, Steve Clark... Would Billy a, Gilmore be one? Or? Well, Steve Clark's manager of Scotland. He lives and dies by his decisions. Um, I would have picked Billy Gilmore. I was spent the first 10 minutes of the show discussing a player who's been selected from the Scottish Championship. Scored a lot of goals And good luck to him Nobody wishes him more success than me But we're the only nation in the world Who could pick a guy From the second tier in Scotland And not pick a guy Who's in Chelsea's first team In the English Premier League And has been praised from afar By Cesc Fabregas And Frank Lampard And you can name them all Wales picked them at 18, 17 England have been picking them at 17 and 18 You look at Callum Hudson-Odoi Jaden Sancho They've all been thrown in by Gareth Southgate We seem to have this inbuilt terror About picking anyone under the age of 21 or 22 What harm could have befallen Billy Gilmer By taking him with the first team to Russia I'm not saying he's got to play in Russia But if Billy Gilmer's as good as we all believe he is What harm would it do to take him away on a long trip like that Get him to meet all the senior players because in years to come, hopefully he'll be one of the key players in that squad. And what harm would there be in playing him for 20 minutes or half an hour against San Marino? Get two up, get three up, and throw on Billy Gilmer. It may actually excite the crowd. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I see I see. Uh, actually where Steve Clark's coming from, Gordon. Uh, he is a young talent. He's a terrific talent. And, and he's going to be a Scotland regular. And he, Steve Clark, he's the manager. He's got to, he's got to judge. Is it his time just now? He obviously feels it's not. He feels that he would benefit more, uh, in the under twenty ones playing um, at that level. But I'm sure in the future, Billy Gilmore will be selected by Steve Clark. Um, he can't select everyone. He's got a good, you know, base of midfield players as well. Uh, he wants to be loyal to a lot of his players, as he said. So I can understand the decision. But I'm sure Bally Gilmore's going to really be one for the future for us. Let us know what's on your mind. 01419511025. And don't forget, we had the uh, we almost had a club v country row brewing last time, didn't we? Stephen Gerrard not happy with Ryan Jack returning injured from Scotland duty. It's the first chance we've had to ask Steve Clark about that. Hear what he had to say next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The big news today is the Scotland squad announcement. Lauren Shankland is in it. No place for the likes of Billy Gilmore. Uh, you've all been giving your reactions on the phones and on Twitter. Let, let's keep them coming. Also, a massive week in Europe for Rangers and Celtic on the back of a big weekend. So get all your thoughts into us. 01419511025. On Twitter, though, Ari Clouse says, I said this about Scott Sinclair a few years ago when he was on fire. Who says it matters what level you're playing at When you're on form You might just raise your game And um, Reagan says Happy Shanklin's included in the squad It makes sense with their current position in the group It's all about preparing for the playoff Trying new things And with Shanklin's goal scoring form And our strikers issues He had to be in On the, the Billy Gilmore situation Scott Liddell says I would have had Billy Gilmore Even if it's just to get him in and around 
the squad against San Marino give him an hour bed him in uh, not only that the more younger players the team might play a bit more attractive and quick football I think Scott's um, in agreement with you on that one Roger Hanna yeah I don't see the downside what the downside would have been of including Billy Gilmer for these games um, Scott McTominay was brought in and is now a settled member of the squad you saw him scoring for Manchester United against Arsenal last night he's in the squad this time he can't play in Russia he's suspended for the game in Moscow a week on Thursday um, he could play at home to San Marino I, I think of Scotland are relying on Scott McTominay to beat San Marino it's a sad day so why not say to McTominay you've done really well for us but take a rest for this double header we don't need you and bring in Billy Gilmer does that surprise you then because Stuart Armstrong's not in yeah. I, I'm struggling to think of many squads if he's been fit that he's not been think, in over the last couple well, of seasons listen we're sitting here with Stuart Armstrong's greatest True, supporter yeah, I forgot about that yeah. founding yeah. member of the Stuart Armstrong <laughs> fan club um, but Stuart Armstrong's been playing fleetingly mainly off the bench for Southampton but has been playing at a high level in the English Premier League um, it surprises me that he's not in the squad because you know yourself we are thin on the ground with quality players we wouldn't have McTominay for Moscow I thought Armstrong would have been in the seems squad seems to have brought John Fleck in though is that that's the sort of like for like replacement yeah, If you will Yeah, I I, listen, You understand that I don't mind Fleck He's done very well Played against Liverpool In a, a decent Sheffield United Performance at the weekend Is a good age For international football now But I, I still think I would have liked To have seen Armstrong In a team And I still think I would have liked To have seen Kieran Tierney In the squad Again I, I would love to be party Of some of these mm-hmm. you know, Discussions Between club And country um, This And I'm going to quote this Phased return To match fitness you know, seemingly Kieran Tierney is in the Arsenal squad for Standard Liège on Thursday. If he comes through that, seemingly he'll be considered to take on Bournemouth in the English Premier League on Sunday. But then, isn't deemed ready in this phased return to match fitness to go away with Scotland? What's your, underst- what's your understanding of that, though, in terms of is, is that Scotland's decision is it Arsenal's decision? Um, Arsenal have asked for him not to be involved. Yeah, and the SFA have said. Okay, Arsenal. Um, I'm just there, there's too much of this for my liking. I've spoken about it in the show before. Stephen Fletcher's not there again, um, protecting a long-running ankle injury, one that doesn't prevent him playing for Sheffield Wednesday very often. Um, James MacArthur is no longer considered, but plays for Crystal Palace. Well, he, 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 he's, he's said though, has he not? He stepped away, so that's yeah. And it, it looks like just, Stephen I, Fletcher's I, done I, the same. I, I, I would like to. I would like the SFA to be stronger. In these discussions with clubs Because they should have the power And they don't seem willing to use that power um, I do agree that the, the fact that Arsenal's probably the situation With Kieran Tierney, Gordon And maybe just think one or two games too quickly uh, They're trying to nurse them back obviously The boy's been out with a long term injury um, he played against Forrest He's obviously As Roger said he's I mean what did he get Was it 60-70 minutes Against yeah, Forrest 77 and, minutes and yeah. That's it so far So yeah. is, it, is it really That much of a surprise Well, well I, I, I think they'll, they'll want to nurse him along And and before putting him Into a double header Because if Kieran Tierney Is with the Scotland squad You're going to think He's going to play Because um, he is One of our best players So I think Arsenal Are just sort of a Monitoring that a little bit And just nursing him along To make sure that he's ready For Arsenal It's sad Nobody ever plays Through the pain barrier For Scotland do they We've now reached Hmm. a stage Where Club football Club football is now So much more important To players Than international football I'm not sure that's exclusive To Scotland though is it Just 2019 That's just the way it works With the money side of it I I feel like It has changed I think you're absolutely right But I don't think that's just A Scotland problem But it saddens me Oh absolutely 
It really, you know, it, it, it does And you wonder how it's ever going to be reversed It's not, I don't think mm. Because as the financial incentives of club football grow The other the, stuff The club will, will always come first, Gordon The club will always come first Years and years ago It was a great privilege to play for your country um, but I think that nowadays with the amount of money you, you, You're talking 25 million for us boy, you know He's on big wages at Arsenal So club will always come now before country 0141 John is a Rangers fan from Parkhead Do you think Billy Gilmore or the likes should have been in that squad, John? 100% Gordon Yeah 100% Just to, just to also good evening to the two Gordons and Roger Hi John Hi. Uh, I, I try. I try to go on last night. Obviously, Alec Ray and, and Hugh Keevis was on last night. Obviously, I get through to the to the to the to the, the boy that takes the call. But also, I never go in. And I've just a couple of points I want to make if possible. I, my first point, my second point is about Billy Gilmore. My first point is about Alfred Alfredo Morelos. Do Billy Gilmore first, then, John? Just since we've been talking about right, it. But, but, but Billy Gilmore. Well, I watched. I watched him. I watched him last week. Uh, watched him last week against Grimsby. And the, I know it was Grimsby, but Grimsby have been about in the English league for a long, long time. The boy was outstanding. He was outstanding. I mean, you've got guys like Lampard coming on, his manager, and, and other people who have been playing the football for a long, long time down south. Professional footballers been about a long time, and getting the, the boy the, 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 the G that he deserves. I, I can't believe it. Roger summed up for me tonight. I mean, if you take him, you, you get him in the squad, you get him, get him at the field of the players. And all of a sudden you take him the San Marino game, hopefully we're two or three nothing up and you bring him on. But the point I wanted to make, Roger, can you when did you can answer this? And Probably. I was told on Saturday I wrote it's not the it's not the case. Stephen Rangers sold him as there a sell on clause, no? I honestly don't know how it was done. I think at the time he was just turning sixteen years of age. Rangers were due a development fee. Or developing you know, prior to the age of 16 I think Chelsea actually gave Rangers more than they were entitled to at the time Just as a sort of goodwill gesture Because you know Chelsea had moved in and, and, and taken the player south at the time I'm not sure if there were any clauses built into that deal I might be wrong, I'm certainly not aware of any, John Because I, I, think, I think in the future, Roger and Gordon That boy's going to be worth, he's going to be worth a few quid A right few quid if he can keep up to the standards He's only young He's 17 Yeah and, and Chelsea have already given him A new contract He signed Aye. a new deal I think takes him through to 2023 mm-hmm. maybe Got himself a decent pay rise from, from what he originally signed And you know The fact that at such a young age Frank Lampard is willing to expose him Not just to carry about cup games Against Grimsby Town As you mentioned John But, but to English Premier League games You know he played against Sheffield United Aye. Off the bench the other week uh, Wouldn't surprise me at all if he, if he was involved in the squad for some of these Champions League group games, he clearly is rated very highly by Chelsea. Right. Obviously, my, my second point, also maybe to, to Gordon, Gordon, you were a forward. Yeah. Uh, and also to, to Roger. And a wee ding dong, again, with Hugh Keevans a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the about Alfredo Morelos. Uh, and, and I said he's worth, my, my opinion at the moment, he's worth between 12 and 15 million. And I think if he keeps up the form that he showed, and he keeps his discipline intact this season, I think it, I, I don't. I don't think he'll go. He'll, he'll, I, well, I'm not saying I know for a fact, but he'll not go in January. If he's going to go, he'll go in the next summer. And I would think if he puts, keeps putting put the ball in the pokey, he keeps his discipline. And I watched him in Saturday against Aberdeen. It was unbelievable. I know that we spoke about Ryan Jack and Steve da- uh, Steve Stephen Davis, and they were they were brilliant too. I've been watching Morelos for a wee while now, and his work his work rate is unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. I would think he would be a £20 million player. Yeah. Do you know what I think helped him, John? Do you know what I think helped him? I think the arrival, obviously, of Defoe. Because Defoe comes on, I thought Defoe's goal on Saturday was brilliant. Just a striker's goal. He anticipates it. Great lift over uh, Lewis and Aberdeen goals. But Morelis' work rate was very, very good. He deserved his goal. Um, his discipline has improved, you've got to say. He's a goal scorer, Morelis. And... You know, if you can bag in goals and he got, what, 30 last season, he's already off and running this season, double figures. Obviously, teams are going to have a look at him. And if he's improving on his discipline side as well and improving on his overall game, then he's going to be worth a couple of quid. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I think he's worth 12 million, 15 million. You're only worth what somebody's prepared to pay for you. But he's certainly doing himself no harm by scoring the goals he's scoring. Uh, and, and Gordon says that he's a goal scorer, Roger, which obviously is. I mean, the numbers back that up, but but he's more than that in the way he is influencing games. Aside from putting the ball in the back of the net, is what's making him so important for Rangers at the moment. Yeah, I think I think his all round game has improved this season. You saw it against Feyenoord; he, he was giving the the central defenders the run around, so he doesn't just do it domestically. We had a very similar conversation a couple of weeks ago about Odson Edward after one of his outstanding displays, and it's almost as if you know. We're trying to sell these players before their time. You know, they're both young strikers. They're both strikers who are improving, who have a lot more improvement left in them. Um, and I think when the day and hour comes for Celtic to sell Edward and Rangers to sell Morelos, the two teams will get an awful lot of money for these two strikers because they're going to go a decent way in mm. their career. And you're always looking for. Uh, you know, our players improving because we know he was he was decent yeah. last season. You're looking for is he improving? So we've not got a great deal to, to base it on this season. It's very early days, but at this stage last season he had eight goals to his name. This season he's got thirteen. At this stage last season he had six yellows and two reds. Mm-hmm. This season he's only got three yellows. So you can see in the goal scoring column and the disciplinary column. I mean, it's, it's undeniable that there's been an improvement there. Yeah, he's certainly he's improving, Gordon. There's no doubt about that. I watched the I watched the lad on Saturday. I thought he was excellent against Aberdeen. He's a handful. Defenders don't like playing against him, and when he can control his you know discipline, then he becomes even a better player for Rangers. He leads the line. He does the work. He gets the goals. He gets into great positions. And as I said, I think it's the fact that he knows that the foe's sitting waiting to come on. And he can chip in with the goals as well. I think that gives you that little bit extra this season. And Rangers are certainly benefit from that. Uh, John also mentioned Ryan Jack. He sort of singled him out, which leads us on nicely because if you remember, Stephen Gerrard wasn't happy when he returned from the last Scotland squad with an injury. He's got an ongoing knee issue. Um, Stevie Clark's now been asked about it for the first time. He says he was unaware of it, but he does accept that things could have been handled differently. I understand Stephen, uh, Stephen's point of view because you send a player to the international football and he comes back injured so you're obviously going to be upset. It was unfortunate that Ryan picked up the injury and he missed he missed a Rangers game. Uh, thankfully he's back now, he's playing well and he, he deserves his selection again. It's not so much a, an annoyance. It's For me, it's, it's, with me and my staff, the player, it was probably a lack of communication so we have to work on that, we have to be better on that in the future and, and hopefully we will be. Kind of what we said at the time, Roger, that, that C word there, communication, because some people are saying, well, why did Ryan Jack not just speak up and say that he was injured? But of course, if you're the player and you turn up, you're on international duty, you probably want to show that, that you're tough and you can play through the pain barrier as you want the players to do, yeah. Roger. Um, but Stevie Clark sort of said, accepting that all round it just could have been handled better. 
It certainly could have been handled better um, You wonder about lines of communication Between the SFA and the clubs At times like this um, If he's gone with a little knee niggle um, To do 11 kilometres And a double session the day after Is only going to make that knee condition worse And he missed completely the second game against Belgium He missed Rangers next game Was it home game against Livingston I think I think he missed mm-hmm. So clearly there was a problem there So I can't quite understand how Between the three parties the Rangers, the SFA And the player in the middle This can't just be talked out You know There's surely In this day and age They all go about with these GPS trackers They all go about with the sports science stuff For the nutrition stuff You know Rangers know if he, if he goes up the stairs And down a different flight of stairs When he's away with the international team So how this information The initial information Wasn't transmitted in the first place I don't know and then how he was allowed to do that level of workload with the injury, it, it amazes me. Uh, here's a question for, well, both of you, I guess, but you first, Gordon, because Go I know you, you, you're you bound to be a big fan. Uh, Lewis or Louis, forgive me if I've pronounced it, but Lewis or Louis Rowan says, why is nobody talking about Declan Gallagher being overlooked for a place in the Scotland squad? Uh, yeah, I could see, for your uh, yeah, yeah, I could see um, the, the benefits of that, Gordon. I think he started the season brilliantly well. Um, I've got to say, and when you look at the centre halves there, um, I don't think you look out of place. Uh, Motherwell are sitting proudly in third. We're going great guns, uh, and he's been a big part of that. And the one thing I like about um, Declan Gallagher is not just he's a he's he's a good defender, but he's a very good user of the ball, Gordon. You know, you can build from the back, he gets the ball, he, he knows how to find a pass. Uh, I think he's got a lot in his locker. And uh, if Steve Clark had uh, called him up, then I wouldn't have been surprised about one because I think the boy's been playing very, very well indeed. He, he just strikes me as what they used to determine the game does, a late developer. Yeah. You know, he, he's bounced about the sort of championship and, and below, you know, he's in the Livingston team that won League One two or three years ago. And any team he's been pressed at a higher level... We're talking about pressing Shankland at a higher level tonight. Anytime questions have been asked to Gallagher at a higher level, he's answered them. I've been really, really impressed with I was impressed with him at Livingston last season, and you just wonder if the system at Livingston suited him with Halkett and Lithgow there, and as a three, they all they all performed well and they were well protected. He's going into a different system at Motherwell. He's going into a flat back four at Motherwell mm-hmm. this season. And it looks as if he's played there all his career. And there's been changes at that. You know, you boys know mm-hmm. Started with Charles Dunn He got injured Then it's Peter Hartley Started with Richard Tate At right back He moved about Then it's Liam Grimshaw So the guys round about him Have been different But he's been the mainstay For Stephen Robinson And when you think No disrespect to the players I'm going to mention When you think you know Michael Devlin's in that squad again Charlie McGrew Is in the squad again it, Declan Gallagher You know he, he must be pushing Really really hard 0141-951-1025 That was the number John dialed Thank you very much for the call And we'll take more of your calls After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna is here Gordon DL alongside him And we've got lots of your opinions Coming in on Twitter at Clyde SSB Hargy says Shankland call-up is a great call When he inevitably moves on from United in the summer To a higher level He'll continue to score goals for me uh, Gilmore will be in contention for a Scotland start When the playoffs come around The age debate is an irrelevant one uh, The guys were talking about Declan Gallagher of Motherwell And whether he could be um, unlucky Or consider himself unlucky to not be in the squad Hugh 
is on the line Hugh's a Motherwell fan So I suspect He's got Declan Gallagher On his mind Hugh Is that fair? Just just slightly Gordon I uh, the, the, the actual guy Who sent in Tweet earlier on Beat me to it um, Declan Gallagher As Roger that said he's, he's probably been The journeyman But for us this season He's been the mainstay In our team 11 starts in the team I know he's only scored the one goal He's been unlucky With a few things He was unlucky last week When he got the goal Chopped off for absolutely No reason I don't think Um I just think I look at some of the defenders in there and I just wonder why this guy's not getting quoted. Um, now, my opinion is if we're going to move forward as a country and as a team, we need to start bringing guys in who are there, who can do a job, who's doing the job at the, the moment in time. I honestly think Michael Devlin, is, is he good enough for there? I don't know. Grant Hanley, I think, has passed it. McGrew has passed it. Um, I don't think Stephen O'Donnell should be in the team That's Richard Tate's my next one He actually bring up the point um, And I, I just I, I think we, we keep on saying If you're good enough You're old enough Let's do it then England done it with Rooney Other countries do it with their players If you're not going to put the guys in And actually see what they can do Even bring them into the squad And put them in the squad Maybe not play them But bring them into the squad To see what they're doing In the squad itself uh, I, I just honestly think we, we need to start moving on. I thought um, Stephen Clark would actually do that, but some of his, a lot of his players are still the same. It's good to see Shankler then give the guy, let, let's give the guy a, a crack at it and see what he can do. He is banging goals in. Uh, I, I just honestly think that, and also with, with Stephen O'Donnell, I think we've got a better player in Scotland. Again, I'm a low player, so I'm probably biased on that, but Richard Tate has been a versatile player for us. Over the, the years, he's played right back, left back, and a three-man defence, left mid and right mid. So uh, what more does he want? He's two-footed, he's quick, and that's what we really look for. To be fair to Stephen O'Donnell, though, Hugh, I mean, at the moment, Richard Tate is not Motherwell's first choice right back, is he? Well, I know he, he went out injured, so obviously when uh, Jake Carroll came in, uh, but Grimshaw's went in, into right back... Um, and I know Grim, Grimmy's been apart from I think I think the last couple of games he's had a, a couple of couple of dodgy games, but you're going to get that. You're not going to be outstanding every single game, and everything comes off for you. Um, but a lot of the fans even want to take back in just because of his drive. But they would probably put him into left back position because well, we're covered there. Right we're covered back. there for Scotland, aren't we? Yeah, yes, I know that. But what I'm saying is, Gordon, he's he is two footed. He has played right back for. He's played right mid. He was actually. Probably keep him out Our left midfielders One one season Two seasons ago actually He was keeping the left midfielders out Who was brought in To do that job Then he was keeping Cadden out of the team as well When Cadden got an injury He kept Cadden out uh, I just you, you go and look at it now I know we've got Greg Taylor in the team He's never started for Celtic He's at one cap He's been out injured Not started a game And he's in the squad I think I wonder what's going if we, a lot of the debate Certainly around Billy Gilmore you know, is, is it too early That sort of thing Is it the opposite For, for Declan Gallagher Gordon and Rogers Is, is there a, Are people looking at The fact that he's already 28 And hasn't been near the squads before And thinking that it, His time has passed Maybe unfairly I'm not saying that's that's okay But is, is that the potential it, it, it could be Unfortunately for Steve Clark He can't pick everyone But I look at the centre half positions And uh, Hugh's right There's a few players in there That you know they've been, they've been brought in All the squads Mulgrew's been brought in You look at Devlin I watched him on Saturday And he didn't have the greatest game I can I can tell you 
I think Declan Gallagher is as good as any of them. Um, unfortunately, I think he's one. Everybody that plays my mother will in the squad. Uh, Richard Tate as well. Uh, we'll find a position for him. Um, but I just feel that, you know, I can understand the manager saying, well, Gilmore playing with the 21s. He got a little bit more experience before he brings him in. I can understand where Steve Clark's come from because he'll have all clubs and all managers saying, "Look, we've got guys that are playing very well just now at the top of the game." But sometimes Scotland managers in the past and and now with Steve Clark, they tend to stick with the players that they've started with. Hugh and Lanark, thank you very much for the call. Let's speak to Laurie, who's on the line in Denison. Hi, Laurie. Hey, panel. Good evening. Hello. Hi, Laurie. Uh, Gordon, just a couple of observations to make. I about the international uh, situation. Uh, and these arguments seem to get regurgitated uh, before international breaks, uh, particularly about players like uh, Stephen Fletcher, Kiam Tierney, uh, and others, of course. I don't mean those two. I, I'm not singling them out for criticism. But the, the, the common denominator being a lot of players, they are valued as prized assets for their clubs. And it's understandable uh, that the clubs are reluctant uh, to release these players uh, for international fixtures, which perhaps are relatively meaningless in, in nature. Scotland have virtually no uh, chance of qualifying uh, for the next major finals apart from the playoff route uh, next uh, spring. But at any rate, if these players or the clubs I, you know, show no desire to release them, I really don't see any point uh, in attempting to keep captive high flyers, nor do I see any point in imposing restrictions or regulations uh, on them. If they don't want to be there, well, you know, I'm sure there's other players that do. I think the frustrating thing for Stevie Clark is, and I was actually surprised that he took the job, but I respect the guys decision. Uh, perhaps he felt he could take Kilmarnock as far as he, as he could. But where were we are uh, internationally but, you know, the, the last caller there was Taunton Richard Tate. Lauren Shankland has now been called in. Now I'm not going to, you know, d- demean these guys because they're hard working pros but in terms of international recognition, let's be honest Richard Tate and Lauren Shankland are not even household names in their own households. The panel's thoughts. Now the first point, Roger, because back to something you were mentioning earlier on about the sort of the influence that the club football has. It's growing across the board. What do you make of Laurie's take on it? Well, in one sense, Laurie's correct. You know, if the players don't want to come and play for Scotland, then they won't come and play for Scotland. But if the better players don't want to come and play for Scotland, then the Richard Tates and Lauren Shanklins of this world are, are the next cabs off the rank, if you like, for Steve Clark. If Steve Clark can't persuade Stephen Fletcher to come and Lee Griffiths isn't ready to be picked and Stephen Naismith's injured and Matt Phillips is injured, then you suddenly find that you're down at a Lauren Shankland or an Eamon Brophy or a Mark McNulty or, or a Mikey Johnson was mentioned there by Steve Clark. It's the same defensively. It's just, you know, left back were very well off to the extent that Actually, with Kieran Tierney not being here this time, yeah, it's disappointing. But Andy Robertson, the Champions League winners there instead, if only we were that strong in all the positions. You just wonder if there was a desire to play him right back. I know it's been tried before, and it, but you wonder if hold, that's hold, that's hold, where the disappointment comes from. God, you're not suggesting for a minute that Kieran Tierney thought he was going to be playing right back and decided to 
keep his phased uh, return to match fitness at Arsenal, are you? Not at all. No, that's good, no, because I wouldn't like you to ascend that. Um, maybe it's you. Are you suggesting that? Because I hadn't even no, hadn't no, considered no, it. no, no. It's just, just the oh, point you're okay. making there. Uh, would it be so? It wasn't Arsenal's decision. Is that what you're? Is that what you're trying to tell no, us? No, I'm saying it's quite clearly Arsenal's decision. They want to continue this phased return to match fitness. If I can use the quote, and they didn't feel that going away with Scotland for two games fitted in with the phased return to match fitness that's been um, prescribed for Kieran. Laurie, we thank you very much. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time One week on Since Roger Hanna's Two and a half year Unbeaten run disappeared And I checked He's finally stopped Whinging about it Seven <laughs> days later So he will be up again He's still on minus one Gordon DL's here as well And if you want to take them on 01419511025 Call us right now Because the lines close At seven Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you Full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard we kicked off by hearing from Stevie Clark he announced his latest Scotland squad today Lauren Shankland is in it from the Championship scoring goals for Dundee United uh, some people suggesting maybe Billy Gilmore was worth a call up and so on so if you've got any more thoughts keep them coming but now this seems like a good time to turn our attentions to club football and European football at that Rangers thumping Aberdeen at the weekend going on uh, to take on young boys in Europe Celtic losing points in the capital and the, the revenge mission at home to Cluj so a big week for the two big Glasgow sides get your calls in and let us know what you think 01419511025 and we'll speak to you after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the pundit time Gordon DL standing by Roger Hanna is alongside him And one of them Will be taking on Ethan from Neilston How are you tonight Ethan? I'm good I thanks How are you? Not too bad at all Ethan We've been giving away a few balls recently Even Roger Hanna gave one away last week Alex Ray convincingly beaten last night Gordon DL lost on Thursday So um, is, that, is that a good omen? Aye well, hopefully Hopefully Right heads you're up against Roger Minus one tails You're up against Gordon DL and it's heads It's Roger minus oh, one Good luck uh, I'll read them a bit quicker for you this week Is that okay? <laughs> yes please Good okay uh, I'm going to give Roger some Clyde 2 To make sure he doesn't hear what you're saying Ethan He's giving me the thumbs up Right Ethan 30 seconds You're going head to head with Roger You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Um, did I? Let's do it Which Rangers winger is currently on loan at Hibs? Which Scottish League 2 club was based at Anfield Stadium until 1993? Eh. Uh, Pass. Which Celtic player was born in the Democratic Republic of the Congo? Bio. Which Northern Irish defender announced his retirement from football this week? Which SPFL team's motto is to play for the sake of playing? Uh, pass. Which team are currently third in the Scottish Premiership? Come on. Okay, let's bring uh, Roger Hanna back. Roger, can you hear us? I can hear you right, fine. Same points. set of questions to you. You ready? Yeah. Oh. That's the wrong button Doesn't help when you press the wrong button <laughs> Got a fright there myself Ready? Yeah Which Rangers winger is currently on loan at Hibs? Glenn Middleton Which Scottish League 2 club was based at Anfield Stadium until 1993? Sterling Albion Which Celtic player was born in the Democratic Republic of the Congo? A... Volleyball and goalie Which Northern Irish defender announced his retirement Gareth from football McCauley. this week? Which SPFL's team motto is to play for the sake of playing? 
Queen's Park Which team are currently third in the Scottish Premiership? Motherwell Who won the 2014 Scottish League Cup? St Mirren What do you think Ethan? He was beaten last week Do you think he bounced back? Uh, definitely Gobbed me <laughs> Gobbed me I'm not sure St Mirren's right now enough, that's, a, that's a technical term He's gobbed mm. me uh, Let's find out How much of a Gobbing it was uh, First one You knew that Ethan As a Rangers fan You knew that you were On loan players Glenn Middleton Is that Hibs You both got it So that's one all Oh it's not actually uh, Rod- Rogers minus one So, uh, Which Scottish League 2 club Was based at Anfield Until 1993 It was Stirling Albion So Roger pulls level uh, which Celtic player was born in the Democratic Republic of the Congo? It is Bolly Bollingoli. So Roger goes in front. Uh, which Northern Irish defender announced his retirement from football this week? It was Gareth McCauley. You both knew it, um, but Roger keeps his advantage. And it was kind of one-way traffic from then the SPFL team's motto to play for the sake of playing. It's Queen's Park, Ethan, you know, with the whole amateur thing to play for the sake of playing. Uh, which team are currently third in the Premiership? You knew that one, Ethan, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, but after, <laughs> no, yeah, I heard you kicking yourself afterwards, aye, aye, and saying after it's Yeah, see, but that was what happens when the pressure's on. It was Motherwell, and uh, even room for a wrong answer. Roger, hang your head in shame. Aberdeen won the twenty fourteen yeah. Scottish League Cup. So one, two, three, four, five, six for Roger. Minus is one. It was a five-two victory. Ethan Hardlines. Uh, cheers, cheers, up, cheers. cheers. Good Ethan. man, that was Ethan and Nielsen. You can see what it meant to him, Gordon. He's been oh. he's been a wounded animal all week. He's been studying hard. <laughs> It's just He was back to form tonight A master the of his eyes craft were, The eyes were closed again Concentration Maybe you should try that Because I know you lost in third Have you ever thought about Closing your eyes For, for well, maximum concentration Well I've, I've won nine So mm-hmm. I'm doing very well With yeah. my eyes open Unfortunately I've lost three Maybe try one eye Okay yeah, one I'll, eye try, I'll one try eye that on Thursday right. If I'm, I'm playing on Thursday I'll go one eye uh, we'll See how we go on Thank you to Ethan Your chance to beat the pundit Will be back at the same time Tomorrow night Just uh, around the 7 o'clock news The number you need is 01419511025 We'll still take your Scotland points But let's look at a big week uh, For Celtic and Rangers in Europe Roger, plenty to look forward to Well there is plenty to look forward to Because they did so well The two of them in match night one Rangers got the victory against Feyenoord A deserved win on an emotionally charged night at Ibrox, a smashing goal by Shea Ojo. Um, and Celtic got a very good point away from home against a decent Ren team, which could be a crucial point in the final analysis of what I think is going to be a very tight group. And now, match day two, it's the revenge mission. Scott Brown and all the Celtic players will feel that they owe one to Cluj after the Champions League qualifying game. I tend to think. It was a bit of a freak result. Celtic had done so well in Romania to get a draw and then it just one of those bonkers nights. Celtic led twice at 2-1 and 3-2. They should have seen the game out. I tend to think they're a better team than Cluj. I would expect them to beat Cluj in first. The impression I'm getting, Gordon, um, not really basing this on much other than you know the calls we get, but the tweets we receive is that when the draw is made, as always, you look at them and you go... Phew. You know some tough games in there Then mm-hmm. after just one game Match day one Celtic and Rangers fans Have both looked at their own performances They've maybe even looked at The other results in the group And thought Actually We fancy this And we've got a good chance of progression Not saying it's going to be easy But I do feel like there's a There's a greater sense of belief yeah, At the moment I do believe that as well Gordon I think both teams do fancy uh, the, the group stages um, There's nothing really to be frightened of If you can do what Rangers achieved by winning their home games They're on the road this week obviously Anything at all Like Celtic got a great point I think Against Rennes And if you can win your home games Gordon It puts you in a real solid position I fancy Celtic to win 
And looking at Rangers The way they're playing uh, I know Aberdeen You can make all the excuses you want But they tore Aberdeen To shreds At the weekend They're playing with a lot of confidence They're scoring goals Morelis is bang on for him I thought I gave my man of the man Man of the match Sorry Award to Ryan Jack I thought second half Ryan Jack was Absolutely excellent um, So they've got A lot of players playing In good Good form just now, Gordon, and, and they'll go there with a lot of confidence. And you think if, if the results can go the other way, you know, Celtic win their home game, Rangers even get a point in their mm. away game, suddenly they've both got four points from the first two games, and into those back to back double headers Rangers against Porto, Celtic against Lazio, it, it's going to be absolutely terrific. 0141951 on the lines. Craig is in Canvas Lang. Do you fancy Rangers' chances on Thursday, Craig? Um, I do, actually. Um, I think the progress we've made under Gerard is, is nothing short of exceptional Particularly in Europe um, So far this season in the league We've certainly shown the consistency That's, that's been missing However there's a, a long long way to go in the league to, We need to prove yeah. it over the course of a season Before we can make any final judgment on it But the signs are certainly positive at the moment I mean you think back to last season's Europa League Craig I mean we know there's fine margins in football But there were a couple of those games was it the trip to Moscow yeah. in particular where, where Rangers must look back in that Craig as, and see that as a real missed opportunity and one that they won't want to repeat this time around? Yeah, absolutely. I think you look at that game in particular, like the, the point Rangers were 3-2 up. Morelis gets a goal wrongly disallowed for offside. You go in 4-2 up at half-time. It's a very different second half. Um, you go in 3-2 up. You concede quick after half-time then concede the goal to go 4-3 down. You know, it's it, as you said, it's, it's fine margins in football. Um, things like that Descending off at, at Ibrox Which I thought was very harsh For days Against Villarreal You know These things do come into play But You know We had a very good start Last year We drew away to Villarreal Then beat Rapid at home So I think it's We, we need to see Where we're sitting After three or four mm. games Before you can really Make a judgment But it's looking good so far You can see why There would be a belief In the, the Rangers squad Roger not, not not to say that belief Is everything But you can, you can see why The confidence at least Would be there Because in the Six group games last season And how many qualifiers is that now Over the two over the two seasons I can't remember A lot though yeah. So two sets of qualifiers A whole group stage campaign Rangers have been well in Every single one of those games Yeah 20 odd games you would say Over, over the, the you know, two seasons I can barely and, think of them being yeah, Convincingly I, beaten I don't think they'll have travelled Onto the continent as, as they do tomorrow When they go to Switzerland With as much confidence Because the confidence of a dominant display against Feyenoord It was 1-0 It should have been way more than 1-0 Tavernier's missed a penalty They've had so many other chances to score They've had the woodwork etc They they battled Feyenoord 1-0 A good Feyenoord team Or what we thought was a good Feyenoord team Maybe not So not only that They've just beaten Aberdeen 5-0 You know Daz was there at the weekend I saw the highlights on the television on Sunday A dominant performance So they will never have travelled With as much belief as much confidence as they do when they go to Switzerland tomorrow. Young boys, a decent team, a growing European pedigree, but they could have six or seven players missing. It's a good time to get them, you would think. So mm. Rangers can go with belief. But I think Celtic for the home game against Cluj as well must have belief. They dropped the first domestic points of the season. No team ever gets through and wins every game. They're going to drop points somewhere. It turned out to be Easter Road at the weekend. But they performed well in Ren. If anybody was going to win the game late on in France, it was going to be Celtic. So I think they will beat Cluj on Thursday. Yeah, I agree with that, Gordon. I think both teams, um, especially Celtic, they'll be disappointed after um, you know the weekend. Drop my point, Easter Road, and they'll be looking to bounce back. 
at uh, Celtic Park. Um, I think Rangers are playing with a lot of confidence. They've got, as I said earlier, they've got guys bang on form. Like, say, you look to that performance on Saturday against Aberdeen, you could have given anybody the man in the match apart from McGregor because he had nothing really to do. Um, I think Rangers improved going forward as well. You look at Barisic, for instance, on the left now. Delivery for one of the goals in particular, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that's where he used to get a bit of stick, Gordon. His final ball was uh, usually poor, but he put one right on Morelis's head. And if he can keep doing that, because the one thing about him is the two fullbacks, him and Tavernier, they love to go forward. We know Tavernier's delivery is absolutely brilliant. Morelis is a guy that's sniffing out the chances. He'll get the goals. Uh, you look at Davis' performance in, at the weekend He get the stadium man in match I thought Ryan Jack was brilliant Greg Stewart came in, got a goal And probably should have scored two I, or three I, others I was going to ask you They tweaked it up But Arfield stepped back one And alongside Davis and Jack really And that allowed Stewart to play Would you keep that formation That lineup for an away game In the Europa League in midweek? I'm, I'm more of... I know Arfield's played a lot of his career there, Roger, but I just think he's a better player one forward. I really do. I think he's a threat. I think he's got a good relationship with Morelos as well. They play narrow. It allows these two full-backs to get forward. They're willing workers. They will get up and down. And as I said, Barisic, for me, I think is starting to grow into being a Rangers player, Gordon. And it's I know that people can look at and say, well, hold on a minute, you were, you were having a go at his delivery. He puts a great ball in and Morelos scores with the head. He certainly did. But he's got to be producing that Every time he steps so on that part Does Kamara come back in for Greg Stewart Thursday night? Um, I, 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 I think it'd be very hard to leave Greg Stewart out I was impressed with him Got his goal Roger Getting good positions He should have scored He's a creative player But he's also the same You know he's got to be Consistently yeah. at it He can't just be one game And then two or three average ones Especially if you want to stay in this uh, In Steven Gerrard's team I, I know they weren't under pressure Did, did Rangers look better with Katic Back in the team? Yeah Yeah I thought uh, he looked uh, solid I think he's actually The most improved centre back I really do I thought last year when I watched him uh, I thought he always looked like He had a mistake in him but he's a bit different now He's learned He's a, he's still You know Learning the game He's a, a young player But he's very aggressive In both boxes as well And I've been really impressed With Cartage uh, Craig did you have another point You wanted to make Before we let you go I did actually It was one that was Really bucking the trend From the weekend Regarding the refereeing performances I think we're, we're Starting to enter Dangerous territory again With the, the Criticism towards the referees From, from fans groups you cast our mind back, it was about eight years ago the referees actually went on strike. Now, you look at referees make mistakes. We're all humans. You know, it's not their full time jobs. They've all got jobs out, out with refereeing their games at the weekend. Now, you look at some of the things you're seeing over social media the last couple of days. You've got this open letter from the Celtic Supporters Association to the SFA going on about Masonic conspiracies and Operation Stop 10 in a row. Now, it's a lot, load of cods, well, there's, there's actually grown men out there that believe this. That's that's the worrying thing. Now, I actually think the clubs need to step in and take a wee bit of responsibility. And I'll include Rangers in that because it was last November Rangers released a statement about Willie Collum. Now, he was biased. Now, I don't think there was any need at all for the statement. Poor decisions, yeah. However, you, you look at some of the things that go on at Celtic. Celtic will openly open Parkhead to host film screenings for things... It, something called Anyone But Celtic, where you've got Tom Boyd going on about Masonic conspiracies. 
these type of things drive the lunatic fringe in the West End of Scotland. You saw John Beaton's address getting posted online at New Year after the Old Firm game. And I just think the clubs need to be very, very careful what they're promoting, not to let the lunatic fringe go over the top. And we need to just take a step back and remember these guys are only human. These people that are posting all these things online, they wouldn't like it if people started code sniffing around their jobs and, and highlighting mistakes they're made and posting their personal details. So I just I believe that the clubs could do more. Yeah, I think Craig makes a, an important point, Roger, because... Fans are always going to criticise refs. Right? Let's be honest. That's, that's just that's just par for the course. Yeah. And especially with social media, there is there's a vehicle to do that, and there's a vehicle to share your criticism. What's been encouraging so far this season, and it's only the first of October. Craig is right, and, and fair play to him for 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 mentioning his, his own club as well. These these club statements that we saw last season criticising refs that that's when it becomes too much, surely. Well, not for newspapers, no. I think as a newspaper man, the more club statements about the referees, the better. Right, but seriously, um, though, for the pressure that that puts on. Yeah, re- realistically, for the betterment of the game, it's not a good thing. If we thought for a moment there was bias among referees, there was a conspiracy among referees or linesmen against any particular club or clubs, then the game's finished. We can't believe it, and I don't believe it. What I do believe is. Referees make mistakes um, But players make mistakes Managers make mistakes Chairmen make mistakes um, We tend to focus Obviously on Rangers and Celtic um, The weekend Not the weekend past But the previous one I was involved in A bit of a social media Disagreement mm. if you like Spat Come Who on was that that man. Um, It was with A number of St Mirren supporters Including the former chairman Stuart Gilmer Regarding the performance Of a young referee Called David Monroe At the St Mirren Hamilton game Um, I'm the first to say That David Monroe Didn't have the best Refereeing performance That I've ever seen But it wasn't his fault St Mirren couldn't put The ball in the back of the net Um, And what I also say to you Is I had the good fortune To take in a game South of the border At the weekend And the refereeing performance was the worst I've seen for a very long time. Worse than anything any Scottish referees produced that I've seen this season or probably last. So let's not think it's just up here that we have poor referees. I, th- I think you're right there, Roger. Uh, I had, and I'm guilty of it, and I'll put my hands up and say, Gordon, I had a little go at AD at the weekend. I met him. He was out having Surely a... LD you have a go at it at no, the weekend? he was uh, out having a quiet drink. Is this um, Andrew Dallas? Andrew, Sorry, Andrew, yes. Figure out the I, initials there. I bumped into... Uh, Andrew, good friend, and I had a real good friend. I had a real go at him, but and as a kid on me, I always stick up for the referees. It's a hard, hard game. Yes, they do make mistakes, of course they do. But let me tell you, watching these guys, how they go about their business, they prepare, uh, so professional and working their fitness. I, I I admire them. Mm. It's a difficult job, but referees make mistakes. You watch, you know, in English Premier League. Mistakes Championship We watch as well Down there Mistakes with referees And there some of them Are full time So I'll always give The, the referees up here The benefit of doubt And stick up for them At the same time Roger It is perfectly okay To examine standards And, and expect more and, and want more Because I mean Monday night show That's when we always Sort of pour over The weekend's action And the, the few that spring to mind Obviously The, the two Penalty incidents Hugh Keevans Very strong Suggesting that The Celtic should have Got them both I think most people Agree yeah. with that Yeah uh, I agree with that Olivier and Cham Perhaps should have seen red For I his agree with that. Push to the face on Vela uh, Across the board The decision that What was the other one Alex was unhappy with Was the penalty That St Johnson got 
against Motherwell Yeah that um, was a poor decision so yeah. There are mistakes And it is okay for us to, to want improvement It's just about sort of handling but, that in but, the right way But listen There are mistakes everyone Look at the the linesman's initial decision When Obama Yang scored for Arsenal <laughs> against Manchester United In the richest league in the world With professional yeah. Yeah. officials And Harry Maguire and the Arsenal player were standing right in front of him And he still got it wrong So until there's goal line technology and VAR And all of that bells and whistles up here We're going to have officials making mistakes But what we have to realise is They're honest mistakes They're not biased There's no conspiracy Sometimes they're not very good But they're honest mistakes But I think, I think Roger, we've also got to help referees I think we've got to praise them when they get yeah. things right We always jump in the bandwagon yeah. And criticise them yep. You look at St Johnston I was just going to say I, I was convinced that ball was over the line I was convinced when I, when I was watching an outstanding and spot Yes, it was absolutely fantastic But everyone never spoke about that decision What the decision they spoke about was How did they not give uh, Rangers a penalty kick With a handball yeah. You know, and we never praise them We're always quick to jump on their backs And say they got that wrong They're poor as standards But as I say, I'm backing the referees <laughs> You always do Craig and Cambus Lang, thank you very much for the call We're going to speak to Stuart and Coatbridge next And we've got a full time teaser ready So get your, get your pen and paper out And see if you can come up with the answers to this one Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. It is time for Gordon DL and Roger Hanna to tackle tonight's full time teaser with a big thank you to Eric Duff for sending the question in. If you've got a question and you want to hear it on the show, full time at Clyde1.com. That's where it needs to go. So this one is um I'm interested to see how you do with this one. I think a bit of a mixed bag. So can you name the last 10 players to play for Partick Thistle Who have 10 or more caps for Scotland Now some well known names in there So don't just think Oh I'm not a Partick Thistle fan I won't be able to answer this y- You will if you think about it Name the last 10 players to play for Partick Thistle Who have 10 or more caps for Scotland Kenny Miller Yes he's got 69 caps Uh huh um... Alan Roth no, he's just outside that so, 10 in terms of date So more recently well, than Alan Ruff 86 onwards then Just um, mm. Well I'm wondering if Eric has sorted this in terms of when they got their last cap he, he, He's Because Eric's pretty good at his so, research so, he even, He's even listed off the ones that are close And he's got Alan Ruff in brackets 69 to 82 Would that be his Scotland career? I thought he was no. maybe capped later than that Would that be his Partick Thistle Years Yeah maybe it's this whole years Yeah because yeah, so he went on Played Hibs Played Celtic didn't he So I think that's so probably why to, So Alan, ha- Alan Hansen Must be too far away as well then He's also just outside Yep Right So no. it's the last 10 So uh, Ruff is uh, Alan Ruff's 11th Did, And Alan Hansen's 12th so I know, just I know he managed the team Did Jackie McNamara play For Partick He did oh. Did he get 10 Scotland caps or more Yeah Oh yes Absolutely He got 33 Well done And uh, Derek White Yep, 12 oh, caps Great shout Just sneaked in Oh yeah, that's a good start That's 3 of 10 Let's see how you fare on this Get your tweets in And let's see if you can come up with all 10 At Clyde SSB Name the last 10 players to play for Partick Thistle Who have 10 or more caps for Scotland Kenny Miller Jackie McNamara Derek White They've already got Alan Ruff wrong And Alan Hansen wrong Let's speak to Stuart in Coatbridge Hi Stuart Good evening panel Hello Hi Stuart uh, uh, Before I get to a point I don't know if you can remember When I was last on the show I said that Ryan Kent Would definitely sign for Rangers Can you remember that? 
I wish I'd asked you for the lottery number, Stuart, if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> no, can you remember? But my main point is, it's about the director of football, the LA Galaxy, at the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, with my information, the same guy told me Ryan Kent was saying is there could be a significant move to iBooks for director of football. Also, all the developments regarding Gerald's background uh, to bring Rangers Academy up to up to the top, and also other there's a lot of other things mm-hmm. going on. But it's, I think it's something to do with Elliot Galaxy, Gerald's background. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Roger, the guy is Jovan Kirovsky, if I've pronounced that properly. He's a is he the technical director at Elliot Galaxy. Yeah. He was spotted at iBrooks at the weekend. Um, Mark Allen is no longer in position. Are people putting two and two together? Is that what's going to happen? And listen, I, I genuinely don't know. I think Stephen Jenner did work with him when he had his spell over at LA Galaxy. He was maybe just in the area, fancy to take in a game. I, I don't know. Stephen Jenner is going to have a big say on who replaces Mark Allen as director of football going forward. Um, I wouldn't say it's top priority at Rangers at a minute, but it is a priority. It's up the list. They will be in discussions and. Listen, please phone back, Stuart, if Jovan Karofsky is being uh, unveiled in the next week or two. I think I, but there's, there's a couple of things at the point that I've heard as well uh, regarding when I was on the, uh, the phone in about five or six weeks ago when I got in for the event Ryan Kent, uh, as I told you from uh, Brian Cuff's son, that's, uh, that's my best friend. He was telling me that there's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of good stuff coming for Rangers which could be good for Scottish football as well. Development-wise, as a director of football, I think you're going to be correct here what you say to me, I... Uh, I think it will be something to do with LA Galaxy with my information uh, the last couple of days I think it will be uh, Gordon Deal, the bit that, that everyone focuses on because it's the public facing bit if you like is the recruitment that's how people judge directors of football really because it's the easiest you just sort of weigh up how many good guys how many duds and you take it from there but there's a lot there's a lot more to the role and Rangers after a, a a couple, a, a, well, a, quite a, a few years now, where things behind the scenes haven't been what, what they should be in terms of of the academy and uh, recruitment and all the rest of it. They're, they're, they're trying now to, to put this structure in place, and they're getting there. And you would imagine that they they, they will appoint someone to replace yeah, Mark Allen. Yeah, certainly will, Gordon. Uh, they've come out and said that. But I think Rogers right. I think the most important thing is that the manager has a massive say because he's got to work, you know, right beside this person, uh, put his trust in him. You know, to identify the talent that's coming in and the players because that's what you're judged on. Uh, if you look at Mark Allen, for instance, he was well over 30-odd players he brought in with the Rangers manager. Uh, a lot of them good signings, uh, some not so good. So it's important that they get that mixture right. And obviously Stephen Gerrard is concentrating on the youth development side as well. Uh, he worked um, as a youth coach at Liverpool. And he's probably trying to make sure that he gets the first team first and foremost. That's his job. But the overall setting of the club, uh, they need a backup uh, plan. And I think the youth development, that's the plan that they're looking for. Mm. Stuart and Coatbridge, thank you very much for the call. 01419511025. Let's put a bit more focus on Celtic against Cluj. That's something that we haven't uh, really um, paid particular attention to yet, Gordon. All the debate on Friday was how do you fit Olivier and Cham into the team All of the debate last night was Should Celtic be fitting Olivier and Cham into the team um, Now it, it wasn't so long ago That El Yunusi started the game Away in Wren. Yeah. So what, what happens in that area of the field For you this week Well I think that um, When you play big games I think you've got to get your, your best players on the pitch Gordon um, And I think And Cham comes into that category 
I think he's a very talented player But the problem for Neil Lennon is He doesn't give them the balance um, On the side You know of a winger uh, Like Mikey Johnston was perfect Gave him great balance An out ball Gave them the bit of width And Cham doesn't like doing that But uh, It'll be a difficult one uh, Because you have got to tweak your your tactics a little bit to fit and charm in, uh, but I just think he's he's a very very good player indeed, and I think when you play the big games, play your big players, and I think he comes into that. Roger, it's difficult because if you'd asked me this last week, I, w- I would have said yeah, getting charm into the team, but you wonder, you know, they didn't look to quite have that same balance at Easter Road at the weekend. It doesn't Cham give them was, a balance. You know, Square pegs and round holes. Yeah, to be fair, so it's probably not just him that doesn't give the balance. It's by sometimes putting him. You move Ryan Christie around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I have a feeling for Thursday. It'll be Brown and McGregor. It'll be Christie back in behind Edward. It'll be Forrest back on the right, and it will be A and other on the left. Be that Mohamed El Yunusi. I'm not quite sure Michael Johnson's state of fitness at the minute. Whether he could be ready to come back into the team. Um, could he start Johnny Hayes? He, he, you know he does. He does seem very fond of Johnny Hayes. So it will be interesting to see the lineup. I'm not sure it will include in Cham from the start. Well, let's see what John and Coatbridge thinks. Hi, John. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Daza. Uh, Hi. Gordon, Daza. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, John. Uh, how you doing, guys? Uh, no, I was saying to Gordon there. Um, I think Roger you should start Gordon and, and uh, Roger and Thursday night because he started a few cameos. But now, as you know, he is a big team player and. I've I've been on here a champion a wee bit for in Cham, but sometimes I think his, his temperament is suspect. Do you know what I mean? I don't like to talk about the two penalties all day, but he should have been sent off for lifting his hand. Do you know what I mean? But I think Rogic must start, even if he does as his usual 60, 70 minutes, Gordon. So, but yeah, I just wonder what you think. But, but where, where do you play him, John? Because obviously Ryan Christie, that's his position, and Christie's been absolutely brilliant since the start of the season. Um, so he'll definitely play in the team. Once again, you know, when you've got so many players and most of them are now fit, it is difficult to put them into a system that, you know, suits them all because it can't happen. And Cham, they, they, they don't have the balance when Cham goes in. If you play Rogic in there, you would probably need to move Ryan Christie out to the left. I think you take something away from the boy doing that as well. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Tom Rogic fan. I, I've said for years, uh, especially in the big games, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. But I just feel that he can't upset the balance just now, especially with Ryan Christie. So I don't see him starting him on Thursday. I think El Yunusi will, will, will be brought in for the balance if Mikey Johnson's But then having said that, I mean, El Yunusi didn't even get off the bench ahead of the guys like Johnny John Hayes, Hayes and Scott Sinclair. You know, there was there have been perfect opportunity to see some of him, not only Easter Road, but in the, the Partick Thistle game as well. Um, mm. Refresh my memory, did he feature at all in that one? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did, didn't yeah. he? El Yunusi. Um Would that, you know, would he have not I, seen some of them at the weekend if he was going to play a game of this magnitude? I, I, I can, uh, yeah. There's arguments for that gone. Me personally, if I needed a player to play in that area, I would go for Scott Sinclair all day. I mm. just think he brings them so much. I think his movement, his runs inside, he scores goals as well. He's an experienced player. He's a big time player for me. I think if you're going to pick between no disrespect guys like that and Johnny Hayes or whoever, I think Scott Sinclair is just the standout for me. I actually agree. <gasps> oh. Amazingly. Well, it's not hard. 
<laughs> Listen, you look at Sinclair's record if, if there's a game that's set up for Sinclair It's a home game like this Celtic are going to have an awful lot of the ball I just think it gives you more of a goal threat Than, mm-hmm. than any of the other candidates out there uh, John, what do you think? I, I agree with you as well But I think even p- pushing Christy I know, I know you're comfy going Because you know I've been on this show as well For a long time And I've always championed for wee Christy Because I've always thought It was a player in him And he's proved it now But I think even if you push Christy To the left a wee bit it would still, He can still do it You know what I mean With Rogic in there Obviously if it doesn't work out He can change it But I'm, I'm a bit worried About Thursday night Because a lot of Celtic fans And even a lot of the media They seem to think Oh Celtic are going to run over this team This team showed their no mugs Against Lazio Don't be wrong Lazio not the team maybe they used to be but it's still going to be a hard game you know what I mean I think this, this team are no mugs I mean especially if they can score goals well, yeah, that, that's we showed that, that the last time the that is a fair Celtic, point yeah. over the two legs I feel like most people saw enough over the two legs to believe that Celtic can beat them yeah, yeah. But, but at the same time did they did they surprise you with the win against Lazio depends uh, what you're basing it on really yeah well uh, it could be the same you know we are saying Lazio because of the the history of the club, Gordon. They might not be the, they're obviously not the same sort of a standard well, yeah. uh, level that they used to play at. But Clouds will come. They'll be confident. In they've got a victory at Celtic Park before. But I just think after disappointing weekend uh, at home, uh, after a good performance against friends, a good point, I thought they deserved a bit more. I think Celtic will be in front foot And I think they will have enough to, to win the game John, thanks for the call Let's check in on this teaser And see how you're getting on Eric sent it in tonight To fulltime at clear1.com Can you name the last 10 players to play for Partick Thistle Who have 10 or more caps for Scotland Guys like Kenny Miller Jackie McNamara And Derek White Mo Johnson He's just out with that as well I think he's, he's What about with, um, yeah. one of the current era Stephen O'Donnell Yep Well done Hmm. Who else played for this one? So you've got one, two, three, four Is that four of the ten? Yes. Four of the ten There's one in there I just cannot remember Playing for Partick Thistle no, I did not know he played But you probably will That doesn't bode well Nah, you know more than me I just I just must have escaped me Centre forward? No Okay Although there is a centre In fact there are a couple of centre oh. forwards in there Okay, I'll give you some good, thinking good time. Patient. Well done, Eric. Give you some thinking time, and we'll speak to George from Liverpool next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. They're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, which means they've got work to do on the full time teaser. If you want to hear your question on the show, send it in, please. Full time at Clyde1.com. George in Liverpool is next, but let me quickly. Check in on this question sent in by Eric tonight Name the last 10 players to play for Partick Thistle Who have 10 or more caps for Scotland Kenny Miller, Stephen O'Donnell, Jackie McNamara and Derek White so far Um, Simon Donnelly Yes, he's got 10 caps so he just sneaks in Our old pal Murdo McLeod Our old pal Uh, Murdo McLeod is on there, yep 20 caps, played for Thistle in 97 On a night when we've discussed Lauren Shanklin's elevation to the Scotland squad Uh Uh-huh a lot of Scotland strikers missing through injury Matt Phillips is out through injury And he starts for West Brom away to Leeds United tonight I thought you'd another answer there So he does start for West yeah. Brom tonight Okay Or maybe he's just been left out of the squad because No, Van- manager said he was injured Oh, alright, oh, okay That is an interesting one 
Turns out you're right after all Alright George in Liverpool What's your point tonight? Hi Hi guys Yeah I'll, I'll make it very quick I know uh, you're No you're okay George time. You take your time So um, Yeah I'm very glad That uh, Warren Shanklin Has been given his Chance to show What he can do Given his red hot form With Dundee United I'm also very very glad That John Flick Who has been also in good form of Sheffield United has been given this chance because, you know, he's been, you know, knocking at the door for well, a good couple of seasons now, I think. Um, so it's good that Steve Clark is testing, you know, uh, some of the young guys and some of the more, you know, uh, some of the guys that haven't got caps to see what they can do. Um, I was reading an article that... Um, it was an online article and it was mentioning about why um, uh, Billy Gilmore wasn't in and uh, uh, Steve Clark was saying that there was a couple of other guys that were knocking on the door Fraser Hornby was one of them and I think Brian Porteous was another mm-hmm. um, and he was saying in this article that he wants to build them up gradually, you know, uh, uh, to uh, uh, to get used to the international sort of setup. Um, my point is this, right? Now, um, a while while it's been good that uh, Steve Clark's been taking a punt on Flake and Shankland, you know, I just feel over the past number of years we've had red hot striker, a uh, red hot on firm players uh, that have been knocking on the door um, in previous campaigns I mean I remember Lee Griffiths um, uh, in Gordon Stratton's time uh, at Scotland he was red hot and uh, for Celtic and it was only in the second half of a qualifying campaign that Gordon Strachan suddenly decides to pick the guy. And I'm just thinking, um, we've got four uh, competitive games left in this in, in this group. Um, and the aim should be to... Well, the aim looks like we're using some of these young guys who are on red hot form to see if they can add to what we've got in yeah. the Scotland camp at the moment. I would encourage uh, Steve Clark to keep going down this road and to look at the guys that he'd mentioned in this uh, article and not leave it too long to give them first team experience. Yeah, Roger, I mean, I guess that Depends on how you view the, the next four games Because whilst we can't really qualify out of this route So some people might think Well it's a time to bring in this guy and that guy and, and give him a shot and have a look at him In actual fact is it not better just to try and get some sort of continuity Some sort of consistency And build ourselves into the strongest possible position Going into the playoffs See, These are the guys we're going to use Give or take a couple obviously And we'll need to get the best out of them Um. Yeah if you can guarantee those guys are going to be fit by the time we get to March, you know that that's one of the problems for international management. It's very difficult to say this is my first choice eleven. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Give or take a couple, obviously, but there's no. But, well, is there any is there any benefit in in getting the scatter gone out and, and experimenting at this stage? Because realistically, we have a a limited resource. We're Scotland. We've got a limited resource. There aren't any world beaters out there that we're ignoring. 
But, yeah. but do you not think, Roger, the, the most important thing, I cannot understand where you're coming from there, Gordon, about, you know, give people an opportunity, bring in the younger players. But Steve Clark, if he doesn't win games, will come under pressure for his job. So he's got to be careful and get a fine balance where he can introduce different players, but also try to get results because you know what like it is you're not going to get away with Steve Clark coming down and saying well hold on a minute I brought in the young players I brought in young Gil- Gilmore and a, you know John Flex there and Shanklin's in but if you're not winning games you come under severe pressure as a manager I just feel like a lot of the other international sides who have done well and maybe the similar size ones and I know the Northern Ireland ones is a bit of an easy comparison they rely on the same group Roger and that group Learns to be effective at international football Rather than chucking every chucking the baby out with the bathwater So to speak Every time we get a bad result Yeah I know what you mean But how long How long do you persist <coughs> With guys who aren't getting results Like who though Because if you look at the team at the moment The Callum McGregors The Ryan Christie's The Scott McTominay's The John McGinn's Everybody accepts they're good players But they've hardly got any caps They've got no international experience At all yeah, you know some of the what do you what do you term international experience? Well, twenty five plus caps, twenty plus caps even. I'd be, and those guys I've mentioned probably don't even have that. So that's if you're looking twenty five caps before your experience, that's three campaigns. So you're willing to write off three campaigns before we decide? No, but they're not they're not starting on zero though. I'm not asking to bring in guys zero to twenty five caps. They've already got whatever a dozen. I don't know. I don't have the the information to hand. But you go through it, and there's just a lack of. Experience there Is it not time That we try to get These guys a little bit More experience Well Well you need, Everybody needs to start Somewhere So do we not Bring Billy Gilmer Into the squad Until other people Have got 30 caps And realise They're not very good okay, I'm not, I'm not, I said earlier I didn't have any problem With the Billy mm. Gilmore one. I'm, I'm just saying Generally these. I'm, I'm asking generally I'm not even Asking for specific yeah. examples Surely the next four games Is about trying to find A consistency well, Of course I, that, that's, that's, that's my point I, I'm not I, saying Don't abso- bring in Billy Gilmore I, I said abso- give or take One or two Yeah absolutely it is. And, and the be all and end all Is not Russia A week in Thursday night The be all and end all yeah. Is going to be the Nations League Playoffs come March Which offer a genuine chance For Scotland to get To a major tournament So these next four games Should be used To try and get A squad Settled down for those two playoff games. That's all I meant. I maybe worded it poorly. Then that's all I meant. Oh, I thought you were in full flow there, no? <laughs> no, listen, it's difficult. I get annoyed with Scotland because a I don't think the SFA do enough, and b it annoys me that quite clearly there are players who could be in Scotland's first eleven who don't want to come and play for Scotland. Who would they be? Stephen Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher would be one. Um, I don't understand how the Scotland manager can say today Matt Phillips is injured and mm-hmm. he's starting for West Brom tonight. I don't understand how Arsenal can say Kieran Tierney can't go and play for Scotland when they're talking about him playing two games before Scotland play a game. Would those guys be in Scotland starting 11? Uh, at the minute, Kieran Tierney most definitely would. Mm-hmm. There's a fair chance Matt Phillips would. Alright, thank you very much to George in Liverpool um, I think we've got a couple of minutes left It's a bit too early to, to go for the teaser just yet cause you've got, Well, maybe it's not actually Maybe it's not, depending how you do you let, Let's go for it This is George, uh, no, Eric, sorry George, Eric sent the, the question in tonight Thank you very much to Eric It's fulltime at clear1.com If you want to hear your question on the show Eric says, name the last 10 players to play for Partick Thistle Who have 10 or more caps for Scotland The guys are doing okay They've got Kenny Miller Stephen O'Donnell, Simon Donnelly, Jackie McNamara, Derek White, Murdo McLeod, 
And that is it Did uh, Mark Burchill? Oh, no no. What, what about Did Billy Dodds play with Parvey? Oh what a shout oh, that that's, is That's absolutely terrific The clue I gave the guys Well it wasn't a clue at all But what I said to the guys at the break is These are all really recognisable names You maybe just forgot that they played what? for Thistle Jim Cunningham got Billy Dodds Token Jester oh. got him Token Jester's got one of the difficult ones oh, I, I know he managed a club Big DJ Yes What? How could you forget the one and only Derek Johnson Big Derek he played very briefly for Partick Thistle 86-87 and he's got 14 Scotland caps I, This may be way off Did Steve McManus play for Thistle? No, you've no. got two to get One is a well-known name I cannot remember him playing for Partick Thistle there is, There's the problem And the other one You'll be here till midnight What year are we talking about? Are we talking modern day or are we, are we back to the days of, of Ruffy and DJ? This one I'm talking about still playing and he played for Thistle Apparently in the mid-2000s I just can't remember it No offence He's still playing in Scotland? Mm-hmm. Top flight? No Oh 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 I've got it I know who it is Go for it I'll keep it for a build up no, no no it, it is time It's time to give us it really Is he just signed for Dundee? Yes Oh Dorms. beautiful do you remember him playing for Partick Thistle? Yeah, was he was on loan yeah. from Livingston. Uh, 2005, he's got 12 Scotland caps, Graham Doran, so he is one. Well and the last dance. one, pff, this is this is tough. Oh, this is tough. Right, give us a clue. Um, <laughs> he was at Partick Thistle at the same time as you. Well, I can go now because Daz is bound to get this. He's at the same time as me. Uh-huh. So we've got to think of someone who was at Partick Thistle for 10 minutes in the 90s. He only played one game. For Partick Yep He was a goalkeeper <laughs> oh, I have no idea Played for Leeds Oh um, Oh uh, Harvey Harvey It's his first name I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a first name uh, from um, you sure David Harvey David Harvey David Harvey yeah. Why was he at Thistle? In ah. 85 for one game Apparently <laughs> According to Eric So there we go uh, Thank you very much Gordon and Roger We just about got there in the end Thanks for all your calls and tweets We can do it again tomorrow At 6 In the company of Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy And in the meantime Stay right there Callum Gallagher's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.